listening to the TLC Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tyler, Landon, and Caleb. Remember when the Bills were a poverty franchise? Those were when the Dolphins were? Those were the days. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. True. Remember when the Jets were good with Mark Sanchez for like two years? Sanchez. 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 (laughs) Then he had the butt fumble ruski. I watched that live when I I was like 11 years old. I didn't. I was. That that long ago? Five years older than you. Yeah, it was like 2011. Yeah, that'd about right. No, you'd have been old. Well, now in 2011, I would have been about 11, 10 or 11. I would have been 11. In 2011, I was born in 99. Weirdly, it's that like you would have been in a much different place in life. I mean, I was in I was in high school. That was like sophomore, junior. I was indeed not going to any high school parties. No, not at no, eleven. No, I? Not at eleven. I, I, I wasn't watched. that cool. I wasn't. I wasn't born to party at eleven. No, I think I watched that at my aunt's house. Or something. Raised you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what else is there to do in corn in Kansas anyway? About the same things that there are to do in Atchison, except you know, the, Atchison has eleven thousand people. There's still not much to it's do not, there. There's, well, there's not. You tell them there's much to do there. I'm going to get chicken after this, so I, I understand that reaction. I'm going to be eating some chicken Alfredo <laughs> pizza that I could. Ooh, oh, dude, that sounds amazing. I know. We gotta we gotta figure out what kind of pizza we would like. Yeah, we can. We uh, should so try and put was... together a mascarpone. Pizza. You remember that pizza we had at um, Where spin? the fuck are we going to get some mascarpone? In the grocery store. I've bought it here before. Yeah? Alright, well, <laughs> you go get some mascarpone and come over early and we'll fucking make some mascarpone pizza. You got it. Mascarpone. Well, that's our game day plan. <laughs> Let us know what yours is. That's going to stay so, in because I just feel like it. Somebody, <laughs> needs, somebody needs to buy my ticket first because That's I want to spend the oh, time somebody has not with yet the boys. The ticket? Not yet. If you want to spend about 200 plus bucks on Let a us know. Chiefs ticket, let <laughs> Caleb know. Tweet us. Tweet Caleb. Yeah. yeah. Say he has one. At C Derlin fifty three. I want your ticket. Yeah. Ticketmaster takes fees out, so I will sell it for whatever is like the fees price. So like two ten or something. So not bad. I mean it's a lot, but hey, if you want one It's a lot less we, than on Ticketmaster. That's true. That is true. Ticketmaster, if you buy a two hundred and forty dollar ticket, you're probably paying two sixty. <laughs> that's so. true. I I will be watch we'll all be watching Chiefs and Cowboys, which is the game, on our televisions. This week, big game for the Chiefs. Big game in general. Cowboys, I think, are the best team in the NFL right now. I know we're coming two weeks off of them losing to the Broncos, but I think they are the best team as it stands right now. The Chiefs, though, looked really, really good against the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that again wrong because I think that messed with that a little bit. The Chiefs looked really, really good though against the Las Vegas Raiders, and I think if they if they hold even seventy five percent of that form, they mm-hmm. are the best team in football. Yeah, and I think they can beat anybody if they look that good. Do you anticipate the Chiefs looking like that again against Dallas? That's the question. That is the question. That's, That's the, the billion-dollar question. Can can we do it? I mean, we, we've obviously sustained that level of, of productivity and just amazingness throughout the last few years. Can, can, I, I don't I don't know. Like they they were kind of talking about this. 
on uh, on 610 as I was coming home from my tattoo appointment. And, Which looks uh, dope, by the way. You. you can check it out probably on Twitter, I think. Yep, it's on Twitter. It's already there. Nice. Um, but but CDOT was talking about it. He was saying um, how the Chiefs don't have that <laughs> the Chiefs don't have that like top of the top tier win like we did just we beat a couple good teams we just came off of a it's a good win it's a road win um, against a team who is over 500 so that that qualifies as somewhat of a good win I don't I don't really know if Dallas has a good win I kind of texted you guys about this before. Let's take a look at the Chiefs' schedule. So, through 10 weeks, Chiefs have no bye week. Dallas has one bye week, so 10 and 9. The Chiefs have played in 10 weeks, six playoff teams. Five of them are division winners. It's been a very tough schedule for the Chiefs. It's been a very tough schedule. Let's take a look at Dallas. They're 7 and 2. So, again, they've had the bye week. They have two losses on their schedule, one to a bad Denver team. Mm-hmm. It was a yeah, bad game overall. It's a bad game yeah, and, overall. And not only did they lose, they got manhandled it, for like three 16. quarters. Even if Denver's not bad, that's not a 32-16 game at home. No. No. And then they lost uh, by three points to Tampa Bay in week one. But taking a look through their entire schedule so far, in nine games they've played one playoff team. And that one playoff team was a division winner, and that was Tampa Bay. That's it. Yeah. Through nine games, one playoff team, one division winner. Their best win out or their best game outside of the Tampa Bay game was the Los Angeles Chargers uh, that they won by three points. And that was at the beginning of the season. We now know where the Chargers are as a team uh, after this whole thing. They did also beat the Patriots, but that's kind of up. That was before they turned it on. That was before they turned it on. And that's kind of up in the air. If they're good, if they're not good, we really don't know because their schedule, their wins aren't that good either. So the win, you you take a look at their schedule. They've played nobody. The win against the Chargers, I will say that was before the Chargers hit a wall. I thought that was a great win. So I think that I think that's a good win. I thought that was. I think they get credit for that against what the Chargers were that's at fine. the beginning of the season. That's fine. I don't I don't know if the Chargers make the playoffs this year. No. They're in the hunt. I don't they could. I mean, everybody I, in the I mean, is in the hunt. They're going to have to turn. <laughs> oh, yeah, all, literally but four teams. I will say the Chargers are in a much similar, a very similar situation to the Chiefs, whereas they're one of the best teams in the NFL. When they're playing great, they just have to find that back before it's too late. I don't know if I can agree with that because we don't. No, they haven't shown us. I, I mean, they've shown us that their talent level is one of the yeah. best in the NFL, yeah. and I'll agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. But as far as a team, last year they didn't have a winning record. Yeah, this year they've they're five and they're five and three, five and four this year. Mm-hmm. So we we don't know if they're a good team. They can mm-hmm. still take the path of not having a winning season, not making the playoffs. So yeah. And at the time, I will agree it was a good win against a very talented team, but it could end up being an, an, right, an okay yeah. win at the end of the season just because of of how the team mm-hmm. looks. Right. Yeah. No, and, that, and that's a good good point to bring up because yeah, Dallas' schedule has been kind of sneakily not great. Um, For as great as they look, as great as Dak right. is playing, is and the, the Patriots are much the same way. The Patriots are playing well right now, but they weren't playing very well when Dallas beat them, and they're also only six and four as it still stands. Like and that, their that, schedule hasn't been very difficult, right? That that team could go either way still for a large portion of the season. We we're not quite sure, so we don't know really. I still think the way Dallas has looked. 
I think outside of the Dallas outside of the Dallas game sure. where they looked absolutely atrocious, of course. I think they've played consistently the best uh, mm-hmm. out of anybody in the league to this point. Yeah. But then also there's a Denver game. There is the Denver game that just makes zero sense. Then, but yeah, every 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 team in the game. NFL has a why did you lose that game? The Titans, who outside I would argue of you, are our second. Have a Jets loss. Yeah, so I mean, that's true. I think the only team probably left in the NFL that doesn't have like a what was that loss, and it's the Cardinals, and that's because their losses have come. Uh, well, well, no, I think their only losses have come with Kyler Murray out, and then there was a close game. Correct. Yep. They've lost. So, uh, no. Sorry, they did. They did lose the one game. I believe it was to Green Bay with Kyler Murray in. And that was a close game, I believe. It right? was their close. So they don't they don't really have a like a big question mark loss like what are what are the Cardinals? Um, but Kyler Murray is hurt right now, and that's definitely concerning. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Dallas is looking good. We got Dak at seventy percent completion, uh, two hundred two thousand three hundred and forty one <laughs> passing yards. Uh, Zeke is on pace for a thousand yards. CD Lamb. And Amari Cooper are both on pace for a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. Dallas Schultz will be just shy if he continues the pace that he's on, but also bringing back uh, Michael Gallup. Who knows about that with that situation? I mean, right. they, they've got four really good wideouts. I mean, whether this yeah. team is good or bad, that's not the question. The talent level is there. I mean, we we take a look at last year when Andy Dalton and and Cooper Rush were the quarterbacks. They had three one thousand yard receivers. You had. Uh, Amari Cooper, who had a thousand yards, you had CD Lamb, who had uh, 950 or 60 yards, and then you had uh, uh, Michael Gallup, who was out for a couple of games, that also had like 890 yards. So they all played all 16 games of last season. And they're they're all thousand yard receivers in my book. That that's hard to beat whoever your quarterback is. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, and then that brings us pretty directly into the Chiefs' defense. The Chiefs defense has been a lot better in the last uh-huh. few weeks, but also I think this is easily the best team that they've played. Yeah, the last four teams that we played in yeah. competition wise, it's not right. No, yeah, yeah, this is the defense we played this is, easily. <laughs> this I think is, this is the best team they've played all season. This is absolutely the best test for the defense to see if they're for real. Uh, I mean, three great receivers, two great running backs, yeah. um, and a quarterback that is, I wouldn't say great, but he is definitely above average. The, the yeah. rankings for offensive and defense for both the Cowboys and the Chiefs. So the Cowboys rank first in yards on offense. Not surprising, but also also because they're talented, but their schedule. Chiefs, with the schedule that we've had, were still fourth in yards on offense. I think, yeah. I think that, regardless of the numbers, by schedule, I think you have to put the Chiefs a little bit ahead, regardless of first and second placing. Now, defensively, the Cowboys are 23rd in red zone defense and the Chiefs are 26th in red zone defense. We've also seen the Chiefs over the last month in red zone defense go from 32nd to 26th. And if you do that just for the last four weeks, if I remember correctly, Chiefs are actually uh, a top 15 in red zone defense. We're a top 10 team in defense overall. Mm-hmm. Um over the last four weeks. Yeah, the improvement in the last four weeks has been has been super, yeah. super notable. It's also been, yeah, it's been like Daniel Jones and Jordan Love in his first ever start in Arrowhead <laughs> Stadium. And then and then it was Derek Carr who has played he played well at the beginning of the season. Yeah. He's not played nearly as well. Derek Carr is but super inconsistent. You never know which one you're gonna get. So. But they still made him look awful. Yeah. Uh, which is they made nothing. him look 
incredibly terrible. It was, it was I'll so s- bad. I'll say the key factor that's going to have to happen in this game for me, or not, the, the, the key guy that we're going to have to watch for, is going to have to be Micah Parsons. Especially yeah, with Micah Parsons going to be tough. Lucas Niang and Rimmers out. Now we're having Andrew Wiley, and we don't really have a backup for him. It, it, it's it's Wiley looked good last game. Long. Though. He did, look, he, he did look good, but we've also seen him be completely yeah, inconsistent. we've seen him been, be uh, it, terrible at right It's tackle. just left right now. He played great against Max Crosby, but that's also a guy that he has known forever, mm-hmm. all the way back to his college days. Right. Yep. Sees him a couple times a year. I know he has the book on. Exactly. Yeah. So if he's – and he's his main guy is going to be Micah Parsons. And so I think that's going to be the difference maker is can we set the edge and get him blocked – and can we keep Patrick Mahomes clean as much as we kept him clean in the Oakland Raiders or the uh, Las Vegas yeah. Raiders game? Yeah, and, and also Pat is not going to be able to make dumb throws against Trayvon Diggs. No. Because that's a pick. Yeah, he's going to go get that. Man, I'll agree, but that was another thing is a lot of people are talking about how good Trayvon Diggs is. And don't get me wrong, to get an interception in the NFL is exceptionally hard. But can we talk about the quarterback competition that he's going oh, up sure. against to mm-hmm. get – to get the interceptions, yes. it's not like like he picked off Sam Darnold a couple times. Sam Darnold has fifty two touchdowns and fifty interceptions in his career. It's not like he's going up against Pat Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees. Oh, is it every, fair? Not it's even fair. every single week, but like once the level of of competent QB play that he's gone up against really. I, I don't know if I'm so worried about Trayvon Diggs as much as everybody else is. No, I'm fair. not. I'm not really worried about him. I just I know that he needs to I mean he's 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 a guy that you just gotta know where he's at. Like if Mahomes makes the Daryl Williams throw and it's Diggs, that's a pick. That's a pick. That's a pick. <laughs> like and I'm not saying that Trayvon Diggs is just gonna all of a sudden get three interceptions on Mahomes just because he's dominating. Daryl Williams has no chance in that situation. <laughs> no, no, no no no. But if uh, Trayvon Diggs is having kind of a, a Marcus Peters ish season in that season where Peters had like whatever eight, I think it was eight. Eight, eight interceptions, he's having kind of that year where like if you throw him, if you throw him a halfway interceptable ball, it's ending up in his hands. Right. Like that's the kind of year he's having. Yeah. Um. And and Pat this year has thrown a lot more halfway interceptable balls. Yeah. Uh, and some of them, obviously, we've covered a lot. It aren't his fault, but a lot of them are. So going up a guy like that, you know, you're going to have to be a lot more careful. And he was a lot more careful for the most part with it's also, against the Raiders. It's also something we need to point out, like wide receivers, they need to catch the ball. They need to not put Trayvon Diggs in a position where oh, yeah. he can catch a ball yeah, because you the wide want, receivers have been at fault for a lot of these interceptions. You don't want the Buffalo pick six no. um, at all. That That's going to be real bad against this team. Yep. It's a very talented Cowboys team. It's also a very talented Chiefs team. It's just a very talented Chiefs team that has underperformed. Uh, Tyler, you sent um, an article from, I believe it was Arrowhead Pride. Um Aaron Pryor, Aaron Haddock. Yes. I can't remember me, which one. Let me pull that up. Uh, that was talking about Josh Gordon. That I yeah, thought yeah, was yeah. that was interesting. Uh, did you down. get to read much about it? So I, I did. I did read it. It did come from Arrowhead Pride on yeah. SB Nation. It was great work by them. They they talked to uh, a couple different coaches to figure out kind of what's going on with Josh Gordon. Why is he not seeing the volume that we? had hoped to see him and kind of expect to see him in. And then, you know, where is, where is he moving forward? I think that's been the question. We really haven't had those answers from any of the coaches. And, and in the article, they, they really referenced 
how spectacular this offensive playbook is and how difficult it is to really comprehend it. And they didn't downplay that at all. I think that's one of the things that a lot of people know about is the, uh, the complexity of the offensive playbook. But I, th- I don't think a lot of people understand that when you come into an Andy Reid offense, whether you're a running back, a receiver, a tight end, it doesn't matter. You have to know every single route that's being run on every single play. And that's because Pat or Andy or EB, who's ever playing, making the play calls and the adjustments may possibly want to do a hot route an audible um, switch a route with somebody like those. Those are things that uh, we don't see a lot. And, to be honest, outside of Peyton Manning, like his Omaha calls calls or calls at the line of scrimmage, we really don't see audibles change that much mm-hmm. where guys are shifting and changing. Yeah. Um, but that's because the offensive offensive system nowadays are just changing routes. Hey, I want you to run this and this, and you have to make sure that you're not crossing paths with somebody. So that's why they want their X, Y, Z, and tight end to be able to know where they're going at all times if they need to change something, just like we talked about with Travis Kelsey um, being able to make his own routes. Um, yeah. So so they, they really hit hard about that one, but they also went into detail about what the beginning of the season looked like to where he's at now. And so the majority of the play calls that he had run prior to the Giants game were mainly blocking. He was mainly right. a blocker, went out on the field, and, and that's one of the things they praised him about was how good his pass blocking mm-hmm. skills were are at uh, run blocking skills are. I think that's one thing that we don't watch enough out on the field in, in film review. Um, but then they also went ahead and they said he had an uptick in targets in the Giants game, which we can look at. Now, he only caught a couple of passes or, or excuse me, I think that was the, the one game where he got the one uh, he, reception he got, he got one, for 11 yards. He got one reception in the Buffalo game. Oh, it was and Buffalo he got a couple so, targets in the in the Giants game. Yep. So the Giants game where he had he was uh had a couple more targets, uh, but that was the major uptick in how many snaps he took for passing plays. So he had the uptick in passing plays there. Previous to that, he had the uptick in in run blocking plays. And then after the New York Giants game, we're actually seeing he's on the field an even amount for run blocking and and passing plays. So as we move forward, we're not only going to see an uptick in how many snaps he gets total, it's going to stay consistent and even mm-hmm. so they don't know when he's on the field and why. Yeah. And so that was that that's kind of where the article went. Um trying not to go into too much detail, but that's where the article was going and saying that as we move forward through the rest of the season, he now knows the playbook. He's now comfortable run blocking. He knows his assignments and the other assignments that are on the field. We've mm-hmm. seen the uptick in in routes run. Uh, so we should be able to see an uptick in that. From there, it's comfortability level with Patrick Mahomes. And can we get open? There, One of the things that they, they really mentioned is that as Sammy Watkins was on, on the team, we didn't really see an uptick in, in passes thrown Sammy Watkins' way. When he's out there, he's getting some looks, but he's not really getting a lot of passes thrown his way. And it's because he's taking coverage away from Tyreek. If you can take a double away from Tyreek or Travis, Tyreek and Travis are going to be open before Sammy Watkins. They're going to be open before Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon doesn't run the 4-2 like he used to. No. Right. And so that's kind of where they're at now is like he's still fast, 
but he's still not faster than Tyreek or Travis yeah, right. to get open. He's not faster he's, than Sammy was even at the time. Exactly. That's, that's why he's not getting that uptick in throws that we want him, but we're going to start seeing the uptick in snaps. Yeah, yeah and that was, the, that was my... My takeaway as well from the article was not only like he is doing a little bit of the Sammy Watkins role of at least defenses have to respect him because, you know, if you just mm-hmm. leave him open or gets a much lesser corner, he He's can still it. burn you. But now I like that the coaching staff seem to still be positive on on Josh Gordon and saying like, hey, no, like he, he's still he's doing what we're asking of him right now. And like, let's just let it take some time. Yeah. Let him actually get fully integrated in the system and the targets will come. The plays will come. He is going to make an actual stats impact, not just um, a route running impact. He is going to actually get catches yards and he's going to score. Uh, just give it some time. And I thought that was really encouraging because I mm-hmm. really want Josh Gordon to do that. And if he becomes that guy, this offense, I think, is really not going to be super touchable. Um, yeah, I think somewhere in the next like three to four weeks, we're going to see a big play from Josh Gordon. And then people are going to be like, OK, and there's going to be a whole new excitement um, wanting Josh Gordon to get more snaps and blah, blah, blah. But I think that we're going to see a big play out of him here soon. Um, not that he's going to get the volume that people want, but he might break loose. There was also some mention at the end of the article suggesting the reason why Josh Gordon is here. And this is one thing I think we're overlooking. I I believe Adam Schefter tweeted this out when he said Josh Gordon was coming to Kansas City. There are actually multiple teams vying for him with the same amount of money the same years, right? We only got him for this year. There was conversation, front office and Josh Gordon, for multiple year deals long-term extension being here. And it wasn't just like, oh, we'll see if this, it was concrete. It was, we want you here. We need you here. We need to see if you're going to live within this offense the way that we need you to. We want you to be that veteran, but we need you to be that guy. So there is, there is proof and evidence that our front office was actually working to have Josh Gordon stay here that we didn't see behind the scenes. We thought he was a one-year rental, and so we want to get him out on the field, out on the field, out on the field. One thing that we were missing is that they want him to know the entire playbook and not be another gimmick guy because we already have enough of them to be here later in the season when everything started to click and then re-sign him and bring him back for a couple of years. Yep. I think the one the, one of the reasons why we brought him in is obviously his track record with, with being banned in the NFL and being suspended. And so that was part of probably one of the things that, that took place. And so moving forward, expect Josh Gordon pending sub- any, any uh, suspensions or banning, which I don't think that'll be an issue going further. Josh Gordon's going to be back in Kansas City, boys. It, that was yeah. the tone of the article. Certainly, was like Josh Gordon is really—he's treating this like I want to be in Kansas mm-hmm. City. Mm-hmm. I want to actually like play in a place for, for multiple years and actually sit and stay and learn an offense, yeah. be involved in a team, and actually try to win a bunch of games win in some one rings. place. Win some rings. That'd be great. I think that you still have a chance if, they, if this game's <laughs> picked for that, though. Um, yep. But I think that's really cool. And I and I really hope that Josh Gordon can stay on the up and up, both on and off the field. I think he certainly is on his way if, if he continues to learn yep. this offense to be up, up and up on the field for sure. Um, and all, all, all reports would indicate that he's also up and up off the field, um, or at least on his way for sure. Yeah, and I think that takes a lot of um, maturity mentally like to take that type of role. Yeah, uh, and wait out for the long term. So yeah, and I, I definitely I, love that from from him. For I sure. do really like to see that Josh Gordon is not trying to pull. Like he he knows 
he knows who he is in the league now, it seems. It feels like he understands, like, I yeah, I was great in Cleveland. Like, yeah, I've had splashes in other places. But I know that, like, I need to actually earn a place. I, I don't know if that would even be the case, is, like, who I am in the league, because he's gone to two other teams and he's been a main option. And I shouldn't even stable. say because I of his off-the-field stuff. It's just because he's been in and out so much that it's hard for him to just come in and be a really, really good receiver immediately. I would almost say it's more of... He's learned who he is as a person and what yeah. he wants from himself. Yeah, I, and I think that took obviously a, a long time of being suspended and out of the league. Um, but I think that took a couple of bounce around moves and and mm-hmm. some things that and not even playing in his personal poorly. life that and, and and he played fantastic. He he had seven hundred and twenty yards in New England. Like he played yeah. mm-hmm. he played, played really great, really, really well. well. That's, good. that's that's not indicative of, of him as an athlete. I think it's just he's found out who he is as a person, and that's finally wanting some stability. Um, and and that also is indicative on Andy Reid and the coaching staff and the players that that the coaching staff and front office have brought in is like mm-hmm. he, making him feel comfortable enough that he quickly wanted to say this is the place that I want to be at. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think that's really cool, and I hope I hope that does end up working out because I think that'd be awesome for the Chiefs if they can add if, if Josh Gordon can yeah. add. This week because maybe they're not looking for him. Maybe so. uh, one of the things they said, Lucas Niang is obviously going to be out again this week. Yep. I think they're going to keep him out until um, after the bye week due to the rib injury. Uh, Rimmers is on IR, so he's not going to come back until after the bye week. Did they put him on there last week? Last week. Last week. So he's so. got. He won't be able. To, he will not be eligible to come back until after the bye week. Yeah. Um, the next guy who is also injured that Kansas City really isn't asking him. <laughs> enough questions about it. I mean the city not the team uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire yeah uh, I just read an article from Chiefs Wire on USA Today on their uh, website they went through and talked to a couple of the coaches uh, it looks as if he's just about ready and I think they're going to be cautious enough that we're going to go ahead and keep him out until the bye week is over yeah. I think that's the next game that we can see him in so give him uh, and that? We've, got, we've got one more game after Dallas so two games of bye and he's back and we've seen some good play from like Daryl Williams and Derek Gore so I think that's definitely the main reason why we haven't talked about Clyde too much and we're kind of letting him just ease back in yeah, no uh, and just back. take his time get healthy because uh, Daryl's been Daryl's been playing great, amazing last last week. I mean, he had 100 yards receiving, uh, did very good in the run game. Derek Gores looked great. I think he needs more carries. That's just me. I think Derek Gore is the best pure runner on the team. I, I did some research on, like, torn muscles and tendons. Like, do you guys know the differences between classifications? No. Probably not. Um, so there's a, a sprain is, like, one of the most basics. And that's still torn tendons, muscles, ligaments, wherever wherever it is. It is the MCL, so it is a ligament, a sprain. A sprained ankle is not like, oh, it's swollen and it hurts. Like, it is tear. It is it is a tear. It's it's not something that requires surgery, but it is something that that is a tear. And so that it's obviously not a rupture. Rupture is the complete separation of muscle from the the two connection points wherever it may fall in line. But a sprain, I didn't realize this as many sprains as I've had, is still a muscle tear. And you have to treat it as such, and or or tendon tear, and and you have to treat it as such. If if it's not taken care of, you're not going to come back, especially when you're looking at uh, MCL, LCL, PCL, or or ACL. 
Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. And then obviously tear, when you say torn ACL, that's the second level up. Yeah. Yep, yep. Well, and a full-on a full on tear would be considered a rupture. Right. Yeah. Right. And sometimes they'll go with the partially torn. That's right. probably, would that be like a like a severe sprain like a really then? In, if it's, so, uh, yeah, the the partial tear would come after the, the sprain. So if, if we're just looking at things like a sprain would be like if we're looking at it by quarters right a sprain would be a quarter a partial tear would be half the muscles are torn you'd have one more step that's three quarters away torn which is probably going to be out of the leak and they really don't use that because most of the time it's either a sprain a partial tear or a rupture or or a complete rupture rupture. Um, and usually if you've if you've torn three quarters of it, it they're, they're just going to classify it as a rupture because right. it's going to need surgery if anyways. If it's worse than if it's worse than half, it's just going to be season ending, and yeah. it's not worth the distinction yeah. for for the general public to know. For exactly. Sure. Um, and, and depending on a certain certain muscle uh, and where it's located at in your body and, and what your job is to do, uh, a partial tear could be season ending. Yeah. No, that's definitely true. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Good to know. Um, time to pick. Yeah, I'd, I'd be comfortable picking now. Well, who you got? Um, it, you know, I, I texted the boys earlier in the week, right after the win. I was like, I, I'm not, I don't want to be down, but I got to take Dallas. And then I took a look at the schedule, and I took a look at like how the Chiefs are playing, and and who's going to be out on the field. I'm a little leery about the right tackle issue, um, but but I think Andy Reid taking play calling duties back away from EB is really going to lead to this team's success and quit with the vanilla play calling and getting, yep. getting new players involved. I'm going to take the chiefs. I think it's, it's going to be a little high scoring. Um, the defenses, I, I just don't know if they stand a chance. Like these offenses are the offenses are so high powered. freaking power. It's going to come down to who can force who to kick a field goal instead of score. A I mean, this is a game with Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey in it. Exactly. And their defense is as good as like Michael Parsons has been getting off the edge and getting pressure and the rest of their D-line and, and then Trevon uh, Diggs getting, getting interceptions. I don't think they're really that good. I mean, if, look at the teams that they've played. It, 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 some of those games have been close, and they shouldn't have been. And if I'm cl- classifying quarterbacks as like a air it out quarterback, it's Patrick Mahomes one, and I'm probably putting Dak at number two. As like, far as guys air like, it out, guys. Just drop back fifty times and just let them just let them rip. I, I don't. Yeah, honestly, I mean, Dak, Dak's right there. Granted, Dak's got to have Amari Cooper on the field. Yeah, right. sure. But but man, he he slings the ball. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it to the Chiefs. I thought this was going to be my first loss that I picked for the Chiefs, but not this week. I'm going to call the Chiefs win 37 to 35. Oh, that's so close to what I'm going to pick. <laughs> that's super. That's actually almost that's one point different. <laughs> Um, my prediction for the Chiefs is I think it's going to be high scoring also on both sides. I just I think the defense uh we will see good things out of them. They're going to get some pressure, um, and we're going to see some really good things out of the secondary at times. But I just don't think we hold Dallas below like thirty points in this game. I'm taking the Chiefs thirty eight to thirty five. You guys have a, a little higher scoring than me, but I also have both teams in the 30s. I am squarely going to jump back on the Chiefs, our back bandwagon. I'm taking the Chiefs to win this game 34-31. 
I think Dallas is really, really good. But you cannot tell me that if the Chiefs figure it out, they are not the best team in football. Yeah. And I think that they may have just figured it out. And I think they're going to win the game. They're going to get back on track. And then we can really have the conversation, I think, after if they beat Dallas, that the Chiefs can win a Super Bowl again this season. None of us have the Chiefs winning this game by more than three. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be close. It's going to be really good. There's going to be moments where it feels like Dallas. I think there's going to be a moment in the game where it feels like Dallas might have it put away or at least is in control. And then Pat Mahomes happens. You look around the league, and, you know, when we talk about you said going back and winning another Super Bowl, if the Chiefs obviously get it together, I think that's an opportunity. But you look around the rest of the league and nobody really looks the same or as dominant as they had been. Green Bay doesn't really look. I mean, they look good, but they don't look dominant. Yeah. Tampa Bay looks like they lost five steps. I mean, every single team except for I think the Cardinals. The, the Bills has don't had look as a game as they where are. they just they just don't look and good. I'll say this is what I said for the Buccaneers at the beginning of the year. I said that I think they have a good chance to start off hot, but I think they might falter a little bit as the season goes along. And so far, that is what has started to happen a little bit. The Cardinals have looked not as good, but also. They've been out Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. So so that really that, can't say that's, much about it. Right. Yeah. That's not yeah, that's that's a question mark and, and not and really that even. They've passed all their tests when D Hop and Kyler are in. Yeah, their yeah. only loss is to a good Packers team. Like that's when that's your only And out, it was a very, very close game. It was a good game. So, so uh, they I think the Cardinals still it went healthy, it's them or the Cowboys, I think. Even though the Titans are also playing quite well. I think the Cardinals are right there. Yeah, I don't think they touch. No, no. Again, like look at what happened early in the year. I mean, the, the Cardinals absolutely ran the Titans exactly. in Week One. Um, it's time for pick them. It's time Let's to go. Pick game picks. Pick them. We'll start off for this Thursday's game, which kicks off in just over an hour. We've got the New England Patriots heading into Atlanta, taking on the Falcons. Uh, New England is surprisingly a seven-point favorite in this game. I'm going to take the Falcons to avenge the Super Bowl L from a couple of years ago and also slow the Patriots hype train. I think it's going to be a good close game because most of the primetime games have been pretty good close games. Uh, but I do think Atlanta's going to come out. I'm actually kind of excited for this game, um, but I am on the Patriots hype train and the Patriots are going to win tonight and they're going to cover. You know, I'm really surprised because before like the Jets game, Kyle Pitts had done almost nothing for this Atlanta team. And now he's, he's now an got animal. 40 receptions for 606 yards. Like, it's yeah, absolutely He's an animal. That's crazy. Um, I still don't think Atlanta's defense has enough to stop Mac Jones. Mac Jones has been on a tear so far. So give me the Patriots to walk away on this one. We'll kick off in the noon games on Sunday, the 21st. We've got the Indianapolis Colts heading into Buffalo, New York, taking on the Bills. The Bills are a seven-point favorite. I think the Bills win and cover. The Colts, I think, have, they're, they're they're better than they looked at the beginning of the season, but they will lose to Buffalo. Yeah, I think Indianapolis is a fine team. They're probably going to – well, I don't know if they're going to end up in the playoffs because the AFC is just so wild right now. But uh, I think they got a good shot. But give me the Bills in this one. They're just a way better team. They, I feel like the Bills are a better team, but I don't know if they – they definitely haven't been playing that way for the last three weeks minus the big win it's over true. the Jets. It's a good opportunity for Andy. Meh. I've got a good feeling about this Colts team and the way that they can run the ball. We've seen the Buffalo Bills not be able to stop a solid run game. Jonathan Taylor has been up and down the field all season. Give me an upset by the Indianapolis Colts in at, at home. At home. Give me that one. And Lucas Oil. 
Next up in the noon hour, we've got the Baltimore Ravens heading into Soldier Field, taking on Justin Fields, who is looking like a top 15 quarterback the last couple weeks. Baltimore's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Ah, man, I, I almost want to take the upset, and then I remember it's the Bears. So give me <laughs> give me the Ravens, though I think it is close. I had the exact same thought as Landon. <laughs> give me the Ravens because like this is a game that the Bears should probably be at least competing and maybe almost winning this game, but they're also the Bears, and they just don't they don't do good things. I, I think. The defense is the biggest letdown on that team. And that hasn't been the case when you've got a guy yeah. like Khalil Mack on that team. You're like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. They're a liability. But the offense has really kept this team in the, in, in games minus Despite the, the O-line woes that it, they've had. But I think that's because they now have a mobile quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, as much it. as I want to pick the Bears like you guys to win this game with the Ravens, well, I don't think they're really going to see much issue with scoring the ball this week. So Justin, the yeah. Justin Fields is good, though. Like, let's, let's make that clear. He's been Justin a top Fields 15 quarterback is, the last two weeks. He's coming into his own for sure. He's my favorite quarterback out of this draft. Yeah, agreed. Most deaf. Next up in the noon hour, we have got the Detroit Lions heading into Cleveland, Ohio, taking on the Browns. Uh, Browns are an 11 and a half point favorite. Wow. Baker Mayfield is questionable. We do not know if he will be in. Right now, Nick Chubb is listed as out due to the COVID list. He must produce two. Uh, two negative tests within a 24-hour period before he can be activated. I am going to take the Cleveland Browns to win this game. Not really because I have a ton of faith in Cleveland. It's because they're playing Detroit. And I'm going to take Detroit to stay winless in November. Detroit undefeated, that is. Oh, yes. Undefeated. I mean, they can stay I'm too used to saying... They're undefeated and winless. I'm too used to saying that they're winless, but they're not going to be winless after this week. They're beating the Browns this week. I don't know, man. I, it's, it's a little hard. Like, if Baker doesn't play, and even if he does play, I, I think it still may be a loss. I'm going to go with the Browns because I think their defense is just good enough to squeak past the lowly Lions. Um... But with with Baker's injuries, I, I don't know if they I don't know if they win many more games this year. Fair. Next up in the noon hour, we have got the Houston Texans heading into Nashville, Tennessee, taking on the Titans. Tennessee is a ten and a half point favorite. One thing to look at from this these Tennessee Titans, they were getting three point two yards per carry when Derrick Henry was in the backfield. They are now getting five point one yards per carry. Uh, no matter who's in the backfield right now, that is, that is impressive. They're uh, they're they're keying on, they're not keying on the run as much as as they have been previously. And Adrian Peterson has not been doing crap for fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take the Titans to win big. Houston bad, Tennessee good. Yeah, give me Tennessee. I don't think Houston stands a chance in this game. Tyrod Taylor is gonna have to bring bring out some vintage play if he wants to to win this game. Yeah, no, no shot. Tennessee Titans win this game. Next up in the noon hour, we've got a rivalry game. Aaron Rodgers leading the Green Bay Packers into Minnesota, taking on the four and five Vikings. Green Bay is only a one point favorite in this game. Yeah, what do you think, Sticks, huh? Uh, I think this is – I think Aaron Rodgers did not play very well. 
I don't think he didn't play very well. I know he didn't play very well. I saw him play bad yep. uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. I think this is an Aaron Rodgers lights the league on fire kind of week. Uh, Minnesota's defense has struggled. Minnesota's offense has also scored a lot of points. But I think this is going to be a fairly uh, a fairly not close game. I think I think the Packers uh, win going away. Yeah, this is an Aaron Rodgers revenge to the NFL game. Uh, he's got a division rival, and he's going to light it up. Packers big. We'll have to see how that toe holds up, but I think I agree with you guys. It's going to be a definitive Green Bay win regardless. Yep. Next up, we've got a game that nobody in the world, including their own fans, are going to watch. The Miami Dolphins are heading into MetLife Stadium, taking on the lowly Jets. And Miami, coming off of a big win over the Baltimore Ravens, are a three-point favorite. And I think the Dolphins are going to make it back-to-back. Uh, but it's going to be a gross game to watch. Yeah, don't turn this game on. You're going to be disappointed. Give me Miami in this one. I just The Jets are a really, really bad team, and I feel bad for Robert Sala. How often do you guys think they're going to blitz? Last week they blitzed 88% of the plays. How often do you think they blitz this week? It shouldn't be less. Yeah, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be less. Is Mike White playing again? Um, Let's go ahead and take a look at what we're seeing here. Number one Um, overall pick, Mike White. Zach Wilson is still questionable, so there is a possibility that Mike White goes ahead and gets the start. Doesn't matter. Both of them are throwing four picks. (laughs) I'm also going to go ahead and go with the Dolphins to get back-to-back wins. I actually think this one's going to be pretty definitive just as much as last week as well. I think they're going to look good because the Jets are just god-awful. They're bad. Yeah. Next up in the noon hour, we've only got a few more games there. It is the New Orleans Saints heading into Philly, taking on the awful Eagles. But with Trevor Simeon at quarterback, Philadelphia is a two-point favorite. I'm going to take the Eagles. I, they they are a they're the best of the bad teams, I think. And I think they're gonna I think they're gonna clip the the Simeon led Saints. I. I also believe in the Eagles to take down this really bad Saints team. Uh, Trevor Simeon is nothing. He's not it. He's, he's, he's We've not seen it. that story before. He's, he's terrible. Give me, give me the Eagles in this one. Best of the bad teams. I am going to take the Saints in this one. I think it's going to be a battle between the two. I think it's going to come down to who has the better game between Devonta Smith and Alvin Kamara. And I, I, I'd like to kind of see that battle. It would be pretty nice. Next up in the noon hour, we've got the rematch game or revenge tour. The Washington football team heading into Carolina, taking on Cam Newton-led Panthers while Washington's being coached by Ron Rivera. Carolina is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I think Cam Newton is going to be dunking on his old coach a little bit here. I think the Panthers' defense is going to lock down Taylor Heineke. They're going to be riding high after beating Tampa Bay. I do not think they repeat. I think the Panthers get another win. I agree, um, but I think that Christian McCaffrey is going to be the reason outside of Cam. I don't know if Cam will be dunking. He'll be throwing nice Texas routes to (laughs) Christian McCaffrey, who will go for a lot of yards. And I don't think Washington has a chance against C-Mac 
in that offense. Washington did just come off of a fat win against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, but they play good against him every year, I guess. That's, that's true. I don't know. For some reason, they have his number. If it wasn't for CMC, I would be taking Washington same. in this game. Absolute same. But I'm not going to go out and say that Cam looks good. I have a very, very, very strong feeling. I don't care who the coach is, and Ron Rivera knows him best. So we better be watching out because it could be bye-bye time. Here comes P.J. Walker. (laughs) Give me the Panthers in this one, but it's going to be close. Last game in the noon hour, we've got the Are They Okay 49ers heading into Jacksonville, taking on the Jaguars. San Francisco is a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to pick my upset here. I think Jacksonville gets another kind of grimy win. I think that's a generous uh, money line. For that game, um, but but I think the the 49ers are going to hold on and win this one against a really bad Jets team. But I don't know if they do it by six and a half points. I don't know if it's six and a half points either. At the same time, it could be by ninety. Yeah, <laughs> as we just saw from last last week's game. We don't know what Jets or Jags team we're going to get. It's either really bad or super bad. We also don't know what 49ers <laughs> team we're going to get. We know that Jimmy G is going to look awful while only throwing 15 to 19 passes a game. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it to the Niners. I don't think Jags are getting this upset, but I, I, I don't know what to make of this. I, I really don't. The Niners have to show me a little bit more before I know what I'm looking at. We'll kick off the 3.05 p.m. games. The Cincinnati Bengals are heading into Las Vegas, taking on a trepid Raiders in Cincinnati for some god-awful reason. I don't know what they're doing in Vegas. They're only a one-point favorite. Yeah, I think think you might see a similar scoreline that you saw at Chiefs-Raiders. I think Joe Burrow and those weapons are going to have a field day. Uh, Bengals. By a couple scores. Yeah, I'm going to also take the Bengals. Part of me wants to take the Raiders, but just no part of that organization right now is giving me any hope that they're going to win another football game right now. Yeah, it's not looking pretty. I've got the Bengals coming out in this one as well. Next up, we've got the Cardinals heading into Seattle, taking on the Seahawks, who look awful just as much. Arizona is a two and a half point favorite. The biggest question here is, is Kyler playing? Uh, Kyler is out this week as well. Seattle wins. <sighs> this is tough. Um, I don't know. I think I think the Cardinals are going to win another game with, with Christian Kirk. Give me the Cardinals on this one against the Seahawks. Is it Christian Kirk that's playing or Colt McCoy? Colt McCoy. Christian Kirk's a wide receiver. <laughs> Good try, Caleb. Colt McCoy. Um, I am also going to take the Arizona Cardinals in this one. That Seahawks defense has just got awful. And I don't know what they're thinking with making Russell play with pens in his hand. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, last game of the Sunday slate. It is the 720 Sunday night football game. We've got the Pittsburgh Steelers heading into SoFi Stadium, taking on Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Chargers are a six-point favorite in this game. Uh, the Steelers haven't lost in five weeks now. 
six weeks counting them by. But I think that the Chargers are going to win like a just terrible twenty-one to like eighteen kind of game. One of those not losses was a tie with the, the Detroit Lions, Lions, which is why I think the Chargers are going to get a great win. Without Big Ben, without Big Ben, but how, still, how, I don't think Big how much does Big Ben move think, the needle? I don't know. I mean, I think they score like twenty-five. Yeah, it's still the Lions, but. I don't know. I'm taking the Chargers in this one as well. I have no faith in uh, the Steelers to even compete with a good team right now. Yeah, I'm also going to go ahead and take the Chargers here. I just the Steelers team is done. Mike Tomlin's off to USC. I'm just kidding. But yeah, I don't think he's 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 not leaving Pitt. No, well, he's not leaving the NFL. He's not leaving. I don't think he's leaving Pittsburgh, but we'll see. It's up in the air right now. Last game of week 11. We've got the New York Giants heading into Tampa Bay, taking on Tom Brady and the Bucks. Tampa is an 11-point favorite. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Tampa Bay here. Yeah, Tampa Bay this is pretty easy here. Give me Tampa to cover big time. That's a big money line, but I'll go ahead and take yeah. the cover there. That's it for game picks. Um, it's going to be a fun week, as it always is. I'm excited to watch. Um, huge Chiefs game, though. This, this, is, this is a really big one. I'm excited. I, I'm very excited, too. So if they win this, I think they're right back in the thick yep. of things. Uh, this is the test game. This is the you either pass or you fail. There's no in between. The season's in jeopardy or it's not. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. And uh, as we did not say when we started the show, I am Landon Fields. You can find me on Twitter at Fields underscore Lando. I'm Caleb Derlin. You can find me on Twitter at CDerlin53. I'm Tyler Savayanai. You can find me at underscore Suavage underscore. Follow the show on Twitter at TLCFP. AJ. Follow the show on Twitter at TLCFP. Thank you for following. I know you listen to Inside the Paint, my KU podcast a ton. Ask questions on there. So thank you for also joining this show. Appreciate it. Um... Anything else, boys, before we get out of here? No. Make sure to, uh, if you're listening on Spotify, there's usually a poll, always a poll on every single episode. Make sure to go vote on the poll. Um, There's sometimes a question below, so you can write that as well, but there's always a poll. Go down and check it. Yeah, please do that. Interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. It's going to be a fun week. As always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.